You're listening to A Prophet, a collaboration between Sakhlain and Al-Hujja Islamic Seminary. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming our patron by donating at sakhlain.org support. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآله الطاهرين اللهم صل على محمد وآل محمد Respected brothers and sisters السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته We have dedicated some time in our biography class to examine the personal attributes and qualities of Rasulullah and his qualities are truly fascinating. The more you inspect them, contemplate them, the more you find that he was truly an endless ocean of ethical qualities, of akhlaq, of decency. So we have concluded that chapter in our class but I'd like to let you know that there's a lot more to it than that. There's so much more that we can actually learn from the akhlaq and the personal qualities of the Prophet In our discussion tonight, we'll begin the examination of a very important battle that happened in the life of the Prophet and that's the battle of Al-Ahzab. The battle of Al-Ahzab and another term for this battle is the battle of Al-Khandaq, the trench. Al-Ahzab means the parties, Al-Khandaq means the trench. This battle is so important, there is an entire chapter in the Quran named after it. Surah 33, Surah Al-Ahzab. So it just demonstrates to you how important this battle was that Allah dedicates not just a few verses, a whole chapter, the name of an entire chapter, to this event. Basically, year five of the Hijrah, and some say year four. So these events that we'll talk about now either happened year four of the Hijrah or year five of the Hijrah. A number of Jews went to Mecca. They made a coalition with Quraysh and also other Arab tribes. They promised to give them wealth, and the plan was to kill the Prophet and his family. This summarizes to you why the war happened. They wanted to eradicate Islam and Muslims by killing the Prophet and his family. Thousands marched towards Medina and they besieged Medina for about a month. This is the battle of the parties because numerous parties made an alliance to come to Medina and kill the Prophet and destroy the religion of Islam. It's also called Khandaq, the trench, because of the strategy that Muslims used to protect themselves from that invasion. Now Muslims were already struggling in Medina, financially, you know, they had Badr and Uhud and other difficulties, they're starting a community, they barely had anything. Now this battle came as a blow to them. They were, you know, surprised that now they're attacked so much and they were really attacked from all sides. The Holy Quran states, basically they just came from above you, 
from beneath you in the city of Medina. You were surrounded by these evil parties. So this was a damaging surprise to the Muslims. Let's examine now in detail how the battle happened. Who sparked this battle? Remember that the Prophet ﷺ, when he first settled in Medina, he made a treaty with the Jews of Medina. He lived harmoniously with them. He commanded Muslims not to harass any Jewish person. He really promoted positive interfaith relations. That was the spirit of the Prophet ﷺ. But the Jews of Medina were not happy. Why were they not happy? They realized that Prophet Muhammad ﷺ is becoming more and more prominent. He's getting a lot of attention, he's succeeding, his religion is succeeding. He's becoming the most important figure in Medina. Jealousy, they couldn't stand that. So if you remember from before, the tribe of Banu Nadir, who were around Medina, they attempted to kill the Prophet. We've talked about this incident before. They attempted to kill the Prophet. So they broke the treaty. They also collaborated with the enemy. Basically, they had made an agreement with the Prophet that they would not give any refuge to the enemies of Islam. They broke their treaty when they gave refuge to Abu Sufyan. Abu Sufyan, in the battle of Sawiq, we've talked about that before, Ghazwat al-Sawiq, Abu Sufyan came close to Medina and, the, and some Jewish tribes they gave him refuge over there. So we find that the leader of Banu Nadir, his name was Salam ibn Mashkam. He gave refuge to Abu Sufyan. He hosted him. He treated him like a guest. He gave him sensitive security information about the Muslims in Medina. And he enabled him to make an attack. So Banu Nadir were guilty. Number one, they were collaborating with the enemy. Number two, they tried to kill the Prophet, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala foiled that assassination attempt. What do you do with people like that? Well, the Prophet went to their fort. After this assassination attempt, the Prophet went to their fort. They had committed treason. They broke the treaty. He besieged them until they surrendered. They showed no regret, no real apology. Now according to the terms of the treaty, the Prophet had the right to kill them. And if you look at the um, rules of engagement in 7th century Arabia, people like that, they would be just killed. That's it, no question. What did the Prophet do? The Prophet did not kill them. They committed treason, but the Prophet did not kill them. They collaborated with the enemy, but the Prophet did not kill them. What did he do? Exactly, the Prophet exiled them. The Prophet told them, look, you can't stay here anymore. With what you're doing, collaborating with the enemy, trying to kill me, trying to kill Muslims, no, we don't have an agreement, leave. He asked them to leave, he exiled them. We can't trust you anymore. The Prophet did not kill a single person from them. Look at his rahmah, look at his mercy. He forgave them, but he told them, leave. So they left Medina, where did they go? They went to Khaybar. So when they were exiled from Medina, they went to Khaybar. Now you think they learned from their mistakes? No. When they went to Khaybar, they did something unprecedented. They're like, we need to seek revenge from this Muhammad. We're not going to accept this. 
So they made a big coalition with Arab tribes to attack Muslims in Medina.